Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. So um, today we get into a new series for the month of February, new midweek series titled Faith for Overthinkers. <laughs> Faith for what? Overthinkers. I promise you, I could really fall into the category of overthinkers. I think a lot. I plan a lot. I, you know, and yeah, yeah. But let's see. How does faith work for us that are overthinkers? Mm. If you are living into this world, Nigeria or wherever you are right now, the way the world is right now, you can actually tend to become an overthinker. Okay. So how does faith work? You know, in today's context. Good. So yeah. So I'm going to do something, something, something special. I'm going to um start this series you know this series is a bit connected to our sunday series so i'm going to start from sunday sunday's conversation and then you know probably build up on it okay but yeah let's just do that right good good so if i go to ask you if i was going to ask you now you know do you consider yourself someone that overthinks do you tend to um dwell a lot in your head you think a lot you um plan a lot some some probably worry a lot also, right? Would you would you say that you fall into such a category? Okay, that a lot goes on in your head. I will say I do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, I want us to I want to help us to understand how to um be people of faith. Okay, to navigate the world you know through faith. Okay, despite you know our our needing to plan. Our needing to work, our needing to um to just make things to work right, all right, without having to fall into worry, into anxiety, into fear, okay, but just getting things done with the wisdom and the power of God through the faith available to us. So this sermon, this sermon series will strengthen your faith and would give you um a practicality into how faith actually works. Faith that really works not the kind of faith that people many people have crammed and they do not operate it i will show you faith okay as much as god helps us okay in a practical way that really really works okay yeah and that makes sense into this world all right so um we must understand okay again i'm backtracking into sunday sermon okay because they are they are very very related now in life um no matter you know no matter what who you are um, what you do, how much you pray, how much you fast, all right? The human experience, you know, um, can be stressful, okay? Again, I'm backtracking into last Sunday sermon, so I'm going to give you four thoughts, okay? Number one, stressful circumstances are part of the human experience. Stressful circumstances are part of the human experience. You know, in John 16.33, in John 16.33, Jesus told them, that I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, <laughs> you will have trouble. But take that, I have overcome the world. Look at this. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take that, I have overcome the world. But look at this. Jesus is promising you that in this world, you have challenges, okay? It is part of the human experience to have challenges, to have stressful situations, to have things that trigger you. It's part of this world. So, it doesn't matter who you are, okay? <laughs> it's part of the way the world is. And even when God is leading you, you will have trials. Amen? So many people back out, okay? Because they, they, they tell themselves, if God is really in this, why is it so hard? No. Even when God is leading you, you will have trials, all right? We see in Exodus 18, verse 8, Moses told his father-in-law about everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake, and about all the hardships that they had met along the way, and how the Lord had saved them. About all the hardships that they had met along the way. So even, you know, though God was leading them, they still passed through hardships. Okay? 1 Corinthians 69, 1 Corinthians 69. Paul was telling the church to pray for him, okay? Because a great door for effective work 
has been open to me and there are many who oppose me. So even when God is leading you, you will face opposition. People will oppose you. You know, um, issues will oppose you. It is part of the human experience. So that, so, so that you are going through a challenge does not mean that you are not in the will of God. All right? This would help people to practically to your faith operate. Okay? That you are going through challenge does not mean that God is not with you. Okay? Let's go to Matthew 4. Matthew 4 from 35 to 41. That day, evening, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Jesus speaking, Jesus said to the disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as it was. Sorry. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along. Okay? Just as it was. In the boat. Okay? Sorry, let me take that again. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as it was in the boat. There were other boats with him. Okay? A furious swell came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stand, sleeping on a cushion. <laughs> the disciples woke, woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? 39. He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. Hallelujah. He said to the disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? 41, they were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Look guys, so Jesus told his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Jesus gave them instruction, okay? And even though Jesus told them to go and they were with him on the boat, hmm? the boat, okay, there was still a furious squirrel and the boat, you know, was almost swamped and was going to drown. So, even though Jesus was with them, even though they were being led by God, and Jesus himself, the Son of God, the anointed man, was in the boat with them, challenges still came along. Trials still came. You know, you know when people say things like, um, like, um, like when, a, when there is a, a flood or an earthquake, how it is God that did it, that caused it. Look at this. It's not God. Even Jesus was in the boat. He was in, was in a storm. Was in, was, in, was, in, was in water in a boat and the storm came and was going to drown him. So, you know, are you getting this? So, you know, that, that's, 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 that's an aside. You should not see issues of life and say, God is afflicting you. Okay? Even Jesus was in a boat and the storm came. But this, this is it. That in life, challenges happen. Sometimes, God, it is because you are following God that you face challenges. Yeah. Yeah. There are things that will happen to you and it's only because you are following God. Yes. Yes. You know, so, um, I don't want you to assume that because you are following God, life will just be, life will just be perfect. There won't be challenges. There won't be storms. No. Okay. Jesus Christ told you, in this world, you will have trouble. Okay. But take it. I have overcome the world. Meaning that tri- challenges will come. Trials will come. But yes, in all this, you will overcome, right? But challenges will come. Okay. That you will triumph over it, right? But they will come. So, we see, a storm came here. And Christ spoke to the storm. And the storm came. But we see, challenges are part of the normal human experience and when you are facing when you are following god you will also face trials and challenges so you know it's funny you know as a pastor uh, when i share new ideas um new direction um some will work some will not work now many times when 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 those when, when we are going through those new instructions those new those new um new situations um you should understand that that it is difficult does not mean it's not God. You know, people can be to say, but pastor was led. Now, have you pastor is no longer hearing God? No. Even when you're hearing God, even when God is, you will face challenges. It is part of the human experience. We must understand this. All right? So, and in fact, many times in life, okay, um, the obstacle is the way. Let me explain it, okay? In life, right, you must many times go through the hard things into your Canaan. Yeah, you must many times go through difficult things to get to where you are going to. Now, so it means that if you have what challenges, you will never get to your place of destiny. That the hard way, many times, the hard way is the only way. 
Yeah, many times the challenge is the route you must pass to where you ought to go to. They have to cross over the sea to the other side to get to where they are going to. Okay, and on the and on the on the route to go to the other side, they face a storm. So many times the obstacle is the way. So you cannot afford to see life only through a trigger of chill situations. No, challenges will come if you will make anything out of your life. You'll be challenged. Okay, you must be willing to push through it. Okay, that things are not that things are rough does not mean that God is not involved. Amen. All right. So it is possible also that um, when we now understand this is important that when we understand that challenges are part of no are, are part of the human experience that we are better able to manage it. So when you understand that being challenged is not new, okay, it's not it's not some new um, it's not new, okay, it's not some strange stuff. When you understand that, you begin to normalize challenges, normalize pressures, you are better able to pass through it and, you know, to achieve your desired results. Mm-hmm. So, please understand this. Challenges are part of the human experience. Know this so that you are able to maintain your calm and composure even when you are under pressure. Alright? Now, so even though, you know, um, challenges are normal, even though stressful, stressful, stressful situations are normal and they are bound to happen, God does not permit us worry. Yeah. Even though challenges are normal, God does not permit us the luxury or the, um, the, the disease of worry. You know, he told his disciples on that boat, why are you so afraid? Are you still of little faith? Wow. That I'm telling you that things will happen. But when things are happening like that, you've got to Keep the posture of faith, not fear, not worry. So even though before normal, you know, before every normal eye, being worried and afraid in a storm is is perfect sense, right? But to Jesus and to us as believers, it is not. So we don't have to respond the way the issue will trigger us to respond. Come on, the believer has the privilege, has a right to choose his or her response. Hallelujah. So he says, even though it made sense, it made normal common sense to worry. For you, because you're a person of faith in Jesus, you it is not it is no longer normal for you. So even when things are screaming, you know, and all that, you don't have the you don't have the privilege of going no 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 we are sons of god hallelujah we are the ones that have the privilege of determining our own response no matter what life is doing hallelujah yeah so even though stressful situations are normal god forbids us to worry we are not permitted to worry hallelujah you know because worry threatens you know let me take that again we are not permitted to worry, okay? We are not permitted to worry or to be afraid. Now, not because our worry threatens God, no, but because it weakens and incapacitates us. Are you getting this? This is my point too. Even though, you know, in life, challenges are normal, we are not permitted to, be, to worry. Even though stressful, stress, stressful issues are normal, they happen. We are not permitted to worry, okay? Because worry, okay, incapacitates us. Okay, and weakens, you know, and weakens us. So I want to ask you, have you ever tried to ever tried to walk or be creative when you are anxious? How did that work for you? Not so good I can imagine, right? You know, worry is a thief of time, of opportunities, and of creativity. Now, the worst one is when you are anxious around the exam period in school. <laughs> it not happens to you. It now makes everything even more difficult. And in my experience, right, once you can step out of the worry everybody is in, you are halfway through. Yeah, yeah. Personal experience. Once you can find a way to step out of the worry everybody is in, ah, my final year, everything is difficult. You must not make a mistake. You make a mistake, you carry over yeah, my, my project, my this. Once you can step out of that worry. Knowing that my life is in God's hands, I will do my best and God is with me. You are halfway through. So, I had to learn when I was in school. And I learned my foreign level that I am different, I am unique, 
I read the way I like the way I like to read. I, I don't I don't need the way everybody else reads. I don't worry the way everybody else worries. I learn to just step out of it and just focus on my ability to study and understand and do what I have to do. All right, and it worked a great deal. The way I just felt so everybody, I just felt so calm when everybody, when everybody was going up and down. You know, so you must deliberately um forbid worry. Okay, even for work. Imagine you have you have um you have deadlines. You know you do not worry does to you. Worry can shut you down. Being anxious can shut you down. So forbid it. Don't, don't ask. Even though it makes sense, you know, deadline is short. The worry doesn't add a single result. Doesn't add a single thing to your down to, to, to your to your outcomes. Okay, so shut it down. So the devil will try to create turbulence around you to cause you anxiety within. Yeah, the devil will try to try to stir up turbulence around you to cause you to be anxious within, because he knows that the anxiety will get in the way of your result of your outcomes. Okay, of your, of your productivity and of your um, creativity. Okay, so you must forbid yourself from worrying and being anxious. All right, Jesus. Okay, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, was at peace in the storm. Hallelujah. And we can borrow from that peace that even while you know there's a furious quail, you know, Jesus was at peace because he's the Prince of Peace, and we can borrow from his peace. Hallelujah. Because his peace is available to us hallelujah you know, he told us in this world we have trouble in me you will have peace because we are in him we have peace so we can be at peace even when there's trouble around us we can be at peace even when there's what trouble around us hallelujah so cultivate the peace of god even in troubling situations hallelujah so jesus jesus got up <laughs> spoke to the situation i went back to chill <laughs> you see that he spoke, he resolved the issue, and then and just all through being at peace. Woke up, dealt with the matter, at peace, at peace. So we must deliberately cultivate the peace of God. So storms will come. You must remain in peace and deal with the situation. While, you know, all the while keeping your peace. One more time, storms will come, but you must remain at peace and deal with the situation. All the while doing that, remaining calm, keeping your peace. Christ told them, are you still of no faith? So you cannot worry. Hallelujah. You cannot worry and at the same time be in faith. You have to choose one. So, you know, you must deliberately um, don't allow yourself getting to worry and anxiety so you can so you can stay in the posture of faith and deal dec- decisively with the situation. Hallelujah. Matthew 6. Matthew 6. From 25 to 34. Now, why we open that? Okay, look at this. You can't act in faith and in worry at the same time. Hallelujah. You cannot act in faith and in worry at the same time. Okay? That's important. Jesus called their fear in the boat a lack of faith. You cannot be afraid and be and be you know working in faith at the same time. Okay. Look at this also. Peter walked on the storm. Till he doubted by looking at the storm. Instead of looking at Jesus, okay? You can't look up and look down at the same time. You can't focus on God and on your worries at the same time. Look at this So, Peter walked on that storm. Peter walked on water while he was looking at Jesus. Up until when he looked at the storm. And then he began to drown. Mm. So, you cannot focus on God and on your worries at the same time. If you plan to rise above the storms, you must look down at Jesus, otherwise you'll fall into it, okay? So, if you hope to rise above the issues of life, your gaze must be on Jesus, okay? You can't afford to feed your worry. Rather, feed your faith by looking at Jesus. The one that says, let us go over to the other side. The one that says, that, that told you, let us walk on water together. Okay, so while you are walking on the on, on the waters of life with Christ, while you are walking on the waters of life with Christ, keep your eyes on Christ, not on the storms around you. Hmm? The same Peter, look at this, the same storm Peter looked at, I was going to drown, was the same one he was walking on while looking at Jesus. Hmm? The difference is that Peter's focus changed and so did his attitude. Let me take that one more time. The same water, the same storm that Peter walked on towards Jesus. 
was the same one he looked at and now begin to draw on his side. Hmm? So, this is the point of it. Okay? That, the difference was that Peter's focus changed from Jesus to the storm around him. Okay, so because his focus changed, his attitude, his heart also changed and then began to drown. See, in the midst of life challenges, okay, keep your focus on Jesus and you walk over that storm, you know, to the other side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For those of you in school, those of you, you know, law school people, those of you in law school, don't let, don't let the, the, the stress of law school, you know, wound your peace. Put your focus on Jesus. The Lord is with me. I will make it true. I will succeed at this. You know, so those of you making career choices, those of you planning to get married this year, those of you, you know, um, looking for a, a pay raise, looking for a new job, looking for you know a new a new a new a new a new business, those of you trying to wondering how you survive the inflation. Keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Okay, that is how you feed your faith by. Putting your focus on Jesus, the one that beckons you forward. Hallelujah. The same God that is telling you, go and marry. Okay? Take that course. Do that, do that exam. Get that job, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Finish. No. The same God that is beckoning you forward. Keep your focus on him, okay? Let his, let, let, let his, um, his, let his gaze, let his word feed your faith and you just keep marching towards, you know, the, the end line. Hallelujah. Glory be to God forevermore. All right. Now, I'm not saying you should ignore the problems. No, I'm saying focus on Jesus while dealing with situations. Again, I'm not saying you should ignore the issues. No, I'm saying focus on Jesus while you deal with the issues around you. Hmm? Don't merely ignore problems. If you ignore them, guess what? You, you will meet them in front. Okay? Don't merely ignore Deal with issues decisively, but keep your focus on G on Jesus because it is from Him that is just strength, you know, just strength and grace to deal with the issues around you. So Matthew six from twenty five to thirty four. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than the clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can anyone by worrying add a single hour to your life? 28. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers okay, of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of those. 30. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more, hallelujah, clothe you. Oh, glory to be to God. Says you of little faith. <laughs> so you see how Christ ties worrying to lack of faith or to little faith. So, do not worry saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Hallelujah. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Hallelujah. So he's not saying, don't worry. So he's, sorry, 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 sorry. He's, he's not saying, don't walk. He's not saying, don't plan. He's saying, don't worry. Don't worry, but plan. Walk. Don't worry. Speak to the issues, okay? Don't worry. Have faith in the love of your father. Hallelujah. Mm? So, you know, he's not telling to ignore the issues. But that while, you know, walking and doing life, you don't walk from worry. You walk from faith because you know your heavenly Father loves you and knows your needs. So, um, while you should walk with 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 your with your kingdom first mindset that you know in everything my focus is first on God and His will for my life. Okay, kingdom first. Okay, and His righteousness. 
Okay, that in all I do, you know, I stay within the boundaries of righteous ethics, okay? But I must not worry. I must deal with the issues of my life without falling into worry, okay? While, while at the same time, maintaining my kingdom focus, kingdom first, you know, and working within the boundaries of righteous ethics, okay? So he says, the flowers of the field do not work, but they grow. How much more you that work? Hallelujah. God is able to bless your work. So even the, the grass that don't work, you know, the, the, the flowers of the field, the flowers of the field that don't work, God cares for them. How much more will he care for you that you have work to do? Yeah, that you can work and apply yourself to get this done. So God is able to bless your work. God is able to bless your study. God is able to bless your planning. Hallelujah. So do not be afraid. Trust in the love of the Father for you hallelujah trust in him to give you direction okay to let you know what to how to go about stuff trust in his love for you that god cannot mismanage your life hallelujah so third point the fatherhood of god is why we should not worry hallelujah the fatherhood of god is why you should not worry your father loves you and he knows your needs and he cares for you. That's just right, right now. In Matthew 6, from 25-33, he says, Will he not much more clothe you? He says, Your heavenly father knows that you need these things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay? So the fatherhood of God is why you should not worry. We see in 1 Peter 5-7, says, Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. It says in NLT, cast all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Hallelujah. So, you must deliberately, consciously dwell on the fact that God cares for you. God loves you. God knows your needs and he has plans to meet them. God cares for you. So, you, you have a good heritage. Your life is good. You'll turn out well. Things will work for your just cause because God loves you. So, it's cast all your cares on me. Come on. Because I care for you. Your father cares for you. Hallelujah. God cannot mismanage your life. Cast your cares on God. God cannot mismanage your cares. Hallelujah. You are not alone in this world trying to navigate such a difficult world alone. Hmm? You are not alone trying to navigate such a difficult world by yourself. You are not orphaned. Hmm? So we'll see in Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Hallelujah. Don't try to do life alone. Don't try to overcalculate, overthinking, plan. Yes, you must plan. But in all these things, okay, trust in the Lord, not on yourself, with all your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. Okay, in all you do, acknowledge him, invite him in, and let him direct your path. Let him make your path straight. So, you are not orphaned. Don't live like one. Don't think like one. You are not alone in this world. Your father loves you and, you know, is there, right there in that issue, in that boat with you. Mm-hmm. We see in John 14, from 16 to 18. It says, and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. Okay, but you know him for he lives with you. Come on, and will be in you. 18. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Hallelujah. You are not orphaned. The spirit of God on your inside is God with you. Hallelujah. So you forever have God with you. There will never be a point in your life again when you don't have God with you because you are in Christ, because you are born again. Hallelujah. You are not orphaned. God is your father and the spirit of the father is with you forevermore. Okay? And he's called the another advocate. Hmm? The another advocate there means allus paracletos. Okay? The another means, you know, another of the same type. So Christ was telling them, I will send you an advocate. I will send you, send you the spirit. And this spirit is just like me. 
in character. Okay, we share the same character, the same love for you. You get my point here. So, um, the Holy Spirit with you is Jesus with you, is the Father with you. Mm? And the word advocate here means intercessor, consoler, comforter, helper. Okay, it also means standby. So, is your ever ready standby help in your times of need? Hallelujah. Okay, hallelujah. It, no, it means someone that is closely beside you. He's always with you, man. He's right there with you at all times. Alright? The word, the word there, you know, is also from a, from, from a legal standpoint, okay? A legal advocate who makes the right judgment call because close enough to the situation. Look at this. So, is your advocate that knows all things, is, is in you and he also knows Every, every situation so he can always give you the right judgment calls hallelujah he can always give you the right counsel because he knows all things hallelujah oh glory be to god forever he knows all things he knows tomorrow he knows today he knows yesterday and he's right there with you to give you sound judgment decisions in every issue of life okay so don't lean on your own understanding acknowledge him and let him direct your path hallelujah 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 you know i've been there when you know i was worrying and right there in my heart i'll just pray a short prayer and god will tell me in very simple terms it, it is sorted it is sorted and many times the worry is so strong you know i'm confessing you know, and you know i'm like mm, i know i know I, I feel like i'm hearing god but this worry is loud but usually god was correct it was, it was already sorted it was already sorted this past two weeks, I had to do, had to do some urgent, urgent situations and it was tense and it was tense. It was, more, it was really tense and all that. But when I just prayed those short prayers of God, Alpha, I just heard it sorted, it sorted, it sorted over and over again. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wish we would all learn to just take the voice of God for it. Mm -hmm. Because many times the worry is needless. The worry is just, is, is just, be, just, just making ourselves cry for nothing. Just making ourselves suffer for nothing because you know in your heart of heart that God has told you you'll be fine. So, why not just believe that and don't let worry that does nothing enjoy you? Do you understand? Hebrews 13, 5-6 Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Look at this. Because God has said, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Verse 6 So that we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. Come on. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Hallelujah. He has said, He will not leave you. He will not forsake you so that you also will boldly say, The Lord is my helper. Come on. You will say it with confidence. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? So right now, say after me. Say after me. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. Come on. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Hallelujah. Say it again. The Lord has said to me, never will he leave me. Never will he forsake me. Come on, never, 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 never. So that I can now say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. Come on. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Hallelujah. So instead of worrying, rejoice in the love that God has for you. Instead of worrying, pray. Alright? Rather than overthinking and, and, and falling into worry, take faith actions. Re rejoice in the Lord. You know, and pray. Philippians 4, 4 to 9. Philippians 4 from verse 4 to 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Verse 5. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Verse 6. Do not be, do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. But in the every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. 
Look at this. So Paul is telling Paul, Paul, Paul was teaching Paul wrote this, this letter from the from the prison. Paul was in prison when he wrote this letter. He was under house arrest when he wrote this letter. But in, in spite of his of his um, physical um, bondage, right, he was rejoiceful, and was telling us to rejoice. Hallelujah! Look at this. It says rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. He says, don't worry about anything, but in any in any issue at all. Look at this. By prayer and petition. So you tell God your concerns directly. You pray about it. He says, and with thanksgiving. So even in, in even in in, in 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 the presence of worry, even in the presence of worry, says maintain thanksgiving. Says even you know it says you should not go to God prayer. You should not go to prayer with you know with worries cladding your judgments. Amen. But even in even in that worrying issue. Take your prayer request to God with ten skins because you know that your father cares for you and he will take care of you. Alright? Says so if you do this, if you do this, the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. That if you rejoice deliberately, if you refuse to worry and take your request to God in prayer and petition with thanksgiving, says if you do this, see, you will download peace that doesn't make any sense. That's the word. Peace that transcends all understanding. Peace that makes no sense. Now, the kind of peace that Christ had, that he was sleeping in a boat that was, that was going to drown, the peace doesn't make any sense. Hallelujah. So, yeah, so this is the peace that God gives you if you would know, refuse to worry, but rather rejoice. Pray about your concerns, okay? You know, and be thank and live in thanksgiving. It says whatever it says also, channel your thoughts to good thoughts. Stop thinking about the worst issue, about the worst, you know, worst outcomes. Rather, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy. Think about such things, okay? Yeah, so that is saying that um, you can maintain the peace of God by choosing what you focus your thoughts on. Now, when you begin to worry about the issues of life, when you begin to, to put too much focus on the, on the issues around you, you 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 you're not guarding the peace of God that you have. Did you get that? When you take your eyes off Jesus and rather focus on the storms of life, you are not guarding your your the peace that God has given you. You should guard that peace by choosing to focus on what is true, what is pure, what is right, what is noble, and all that. Okay. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Are we still here? Okay. He says again. First Thessalonians 5 from 16 to 18. Rejoice always. Look at this. Pray continuously. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. Hallelujah in Christ Jesus. Alright? Rejoice every time. Pray every time. In all things, give thanks. Hallelujah. So come what may rejoice. Come what may pray. Come what may give thanks. Okay? This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Okay? So maintain thankfulness in every situation. What did, I, what did I say? Maintain thankfulness in every situation. Hallelujah. Maintain what? Thankfulness in every issue and the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. Alright? Fourth point, fourth and final point. Let the knowledge of God's love for you Built in you a more than conqueror mentality. Hmm. Let the knowledge of God's love for you build in you a more than conqueror mentality. Romans 8 from 31 to 39. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, come on, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him? Come on, graciously, come on, give us all things. Let me take it again. What shall what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. 
How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us everything? Hallelujah. 33. Who will bring a charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? <laughs> shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? 36. As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. 37. No. In all these things, come on. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the, 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 the present nor the future, nor any past, neither height nor depth nor anything else in our creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Look at this. He says in all these things, okay? He says, he says, you know, what shall we say to these things? Right? If God did not spare his son, but gave him up for us all, how much more will he not with him? Graciously give us all things. My father is a gracious giver. Hallelujah. So because of his love for me, hallelujah, I build in myself a more than conqueror mentality. He says, what shall separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus? Eh? Is it inflation? Is it um, deflation? Is it scarcity of well? Is it, you know, what, what is it? Is it Nigeria? Is it whatever it is you are going through over the world? Whatever it is, nothing can separate you from God's love in Christ. So let that love make you strong. My father loves me. So you know these things because my father loves me and I am more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. I am more than a conqueror. I am more because my father loves me. I am much more than a conqueror hallelujah hallelujah so let this knowledge make you strong all right see because your father loves you you'll be fine you'll be fine so stay strong you will be fine mm. know this that you're a carrier and a dispenser of the peace of god you're a carrier and a dispenser of the peace of god matthew 10 from 12 to 13. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is the serving, let your peace rest on it. If it, if it is not, let your peace return to you. Look at it. So you are a giver, you are a dispenser of peace. You are a carrier of peace. So you can you can be at peace in all issues. You can guard your peace in every issue. You are a giver of peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm? Glory to God forevermore. Hmm. So, I need you to, you know, to let this mentality of more than a conqueror guard your confessions. I need you to, you know, when life throws doubt at you, that you respond by choking it with faith. Come on. When life throws doubt at you, you choke the doubt with excess faith confessions. One more time. When life, when worries try to raise their ugly head, you open your big mouth, okay, and choke that worry with faith-filled words. Strangle them with faith-filled words. Again, when life throws worries at you, when you are tempted to worry or be anxious or to walk in fear, choke that worry with faith-filled words. Strangle the worry with faith-filled words. Philippians 1, from 18 to 20. Look at this. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know, come on, for I know, what do you know? That through your prayers and God's supply of the Spirit of Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. Look at Paul's confession. It says, for I know. It says, I will keep rejoicing. I will rejoice. For I know <laughs> that through your prayers and God's supply of the spirit okay what happened to me 
will turn out for my deliverance. 20. I eagerly expect and hope that, that, that I will be in no way be ashamed. Look at this. I eagerly expect. Okay? And I hope, I know, that, that I will in no way be put to shame. I will not, I will not cast. Eh? But will have sufficient courage so that, so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. So Paul was saying, this, this, this is my confession. I will be fine. I will be fine. I know that I'll be fine. I know I will come out of this better than I went into it. Come on, one more time. I know I will come out of this issue stronger, better than I went into it. I will be fine. I will come out strong. I will be okay. I'll be good. I'll be right. Okay? When life throws worries at you, choke it with faith. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So, you must, you know, learn to preach yourself into standing strong in faith. When you are tempted to worry or be anxious or be weary or be afraid, okay, you must have a response, okay, a faith response through your confessions. Hmm? Psalm 91, 9 to 10. It says, if you say, uh, listen, listen to that, if you say, the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling. No arm will overtake you and no disaster will come near your tent. If you say, if you make God your dwelling, if you say the Lord is my refuge, so you must have a faith-filled, a faith-filled response from your mouth when life tries to throw, when life tries to throw things at you. Hmm? You have got to learn to preach yourself out of a wrong emotion. You've got to open your mouth and preach to yourself, brother, sister. You must learn to open your mouth and preach to yourself. Okay? Whoever shall say will have what they say. So you must learn to have a vocal response to the issues of life. When your plans are looking, you know, ziggy-zaggy, you know, have a faith response. I know that this shall turn out my deliverance. When the job is looking somehow, I know that I'm going to come out of this a thousand times more. Hallelujah. When things don't, when, when things don't look like they're going your way, say it, ah, they are going my way. The lines are falling for me in pleasant places so I will continue to rejoice. Hallelujah. I am not powerless. I am not stranded. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. See, your words, your words, you know, uh, your words are how you communicate and release your faith. So when life throws things at you, use your words to release your faith. Use your words to choke the issue. Are you getting me? See, the more they worry, the more they're speaking. The more they concern, the more they're speaking. See, we win by throwing out fiery, you know, by throwing out faith-filled words as arrows to choke the issue. Hallelujah. So you must speak. You must speak. You must speak. Speakers are winners. <laughs> you must speak. You know, in Mark, in, in the book of Mark, when Christ, Mark 11, when Christ went to that fig tree looking for fruit and there was no fruit, what did the Bible say? Christ, the Bible says, and Christ responded to the fig tree. Meaning that the fig tree spoke to Christ. And Christ responded and said, no one will eat fruit from you ever again. And this is my point here, that life tries to throw things at you. You must respond, sticking back. Hmm? When life speaks at you, you still talk your own. Okay? You must have a faith-filled response from the words of your mouth. The Lord is my shepherd. Come on. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Come on. Uh-uh. No worry. No fear. No doubt. Nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me. He directs me. He nourishes me. Hallelujah. A thousand my fall by my right and ten thousand by my left. Okay. But no plague shall come near me. Hallelujah. I am not a victim. I am a victor. I am not poor. I'm not destitute. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in me than the poverty in the world. Greater is he that is in me than the evil in the world. Hallelujah. 
Greater is he that is in me than the kidnappers in the world. In all these things, I am more than a conqueror. I will come out of this a thousand times better. Are you seeing this? Faith-filled confession. When I walk through fire, I will not be burnt. Hallelujah. I am of the same stock, of the same tribe as the Hebrew boys that came out of the fire, shining and glowing. Why? Even in difficult issues, I have divine presence. I will come out of this a thousand times better. Your faith must be released through your words. Your faith must be communicated. The louder the worry, the louder faith must be also again. The louder, the louder the worry of life, the louder your faith must be. I'll say for the last time. See, when life throws storms at you, when life tries to throw doubt at you, when life tries to throw worry at you, you must choke it. Choke it. Strangle the worry with faith. Use faith to calm. Use faith to strangle them. Okay? You must have a faith response to life. How? Speaking. See, when the worry is strong, okay, you may not immediately feel, you know, strong in faith confession. Force them. Force it out. Just talk boldly. Or pick up scripture and begin to say it slowly. The more you say it, the more it builds confidence in you. But this is important that you must choke the worry with filled with words. In all these things, I am more than a conqueror. I'll be fine. Hallelujah. Glory be to God forevermore. Glory be to God forever. I give God praise this evening. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your holy written word. Lord, I give you all the praise forever. Lord, I ask for this once that you they receive grace tonight to practice these things and to have a faithful response to the issues of their lives. In the name of Jesus, I pray for strength for that person that needs strength in his heart, strength in his emotions. This morning, you are strengthening his mind by your spirit in your inner man. Hallelujah. You are strengthening your spirit. For that person going through a turbulent time financially, I pray for you a miracle. A miracle. Something you have long expected is going to click this week and you will have cause to rejoice in the name of Jesus. I pray for our, for our folks in law school. Again, I pray for you again. You are strengthened. You are strengthened. This, this will be your easiest, easiest academic academic work ever. In the name of Jesus, you'll find grace to glide through. No fears, no worry, no anxieties in the name of Jesus. Thank you for that person. Believing God for a new job. Rejoice. Your joy has come. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray for everyone that's hearing me right now that needs the miracle of a partner, of, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a marital partner. I pray that this year, you know, you reveal to them, you know, um, you, you, you help them recognize their partners. You bring them together. You bring them together. You do the rule of divine matchmaker and you make this work smooth and seamless in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that by the end of this year, over this matter, I will say thank you. You really did it. You really, you know, did this for the praise of your glorious grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world.